A fall 2022 Fraser Institute poll found that 43% of Americans ages 18 to 34 agree that socialism is the ideal economic system. Well, this belief system has been sown into our next generation by grand design, and it's very prophetic. I'll show you why on this edition of The End Time Show. Bible prophecy foretells the political and economic ideology of the Antichrist's end-time world government, and that's going to be socialistic or communistic. Revelation 12.3 tells us this about the dragon. It says, And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red, red's very important, dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. I want you to notice that the dragon has seven heads and ten horns. It's interesting to notice this because that because the world government beast representing the Antichrist is again portrayed as having seven heads and ten horns in chapters Revelation chapters 13 and 17. Well, this teaches us that the governments of this world are made in Satan's image, in the dragon's image. Remember in Revelation 13, it says the dragon or Satan gives this entity its seat, power, and great authority. Well, the prophecies of the red horse spirit in Revelation chapter 6 under the seals and then back in Zechariah chapter 6 reveal the red color of this beast or Antichrist and his end-time world government is very symbolic of his socialistic or communistic belief system. The two ideologies are synonymous. Communism is the political ideology, and socialism is the economic system that works hand-in-hand with communism. Now, for years, communists have strived to gain control of the world, and especially America. We're the last great holdout. And they want to control politics. They want to control, believe it or not, religion. Look at what's going on in China right now. They want to control the economy. And they want to control our education system. Because if they can train the next generation coming up, they don't have to worry about you and me, 50, 60, 70-year-olds. They're not worried about us. They want to get that next generation, and so that's why they focus on the school system. Now, some of you will already know this, but according to W. Cleon Skousen's book, The Naked Communist, communism's 45 goals were read into the congressional record by Congressman Albert S. Herlong, Jr. He was a Democrat in Florida all the way back in 1963. These goals were gleaned from the testimony given to Congress by scholars and from the writings of current or former communists. Well, of the 45 goals, goal number 17 
was to, that the communists had to get control of the schools. They wanted to use them as uh, transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. They wanted to soften the curriculum of our schools, get control of the teachers' organizations, and to put their party lines, their communist party line, in textbooks. Goal number 28 of those 45 communist goals is to eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression on the schools uh, in, on the grounds that it violates the principle of the separation of church and state. That comes from Cleon Skousen's book, The Naked Communist. So the question is, how is this happening right now? Well, the lockdowns of 2020 really exposed the toxic mix of ideologies being pushed by the American public school establishment upon unsuspecting students. Remember, I I told you this is all by grand design. And I'm going to go back several decades and then bring you up to today and show you what's been going on. Many have really been awakened by the, the woke agenda, but few realize that this form of indoctrination, well, it's not new. America is experiencing the final stages of, really, it's been a hostile takeover of the education system that once imparted a biblical worldview to all students. For over a century, a coordinated effort has been implemented to promote acceptance of the one-world socialistic government that will soon be controlled by the Antichrist. And this program is a call to action for those who believe in the the Word of God and understand America's God-given destiny to resist the red spirit of communism. It's going to be the belief system of the Antichrist and his world government. So every Christian should resist it. We don't want socialism or communism here in America. So let's talk, let's, let's begin today by, let's start with the classical American educational model. The elite private schools, with, with, you know, popular among the wealthiest of society, embrace the classical educational model, which includes this robust study of the liberal arts and sciences with an equal focus on civic responsibility and moral education. Instead of presenting subjects in isolation, an integrated approach maximizes each stage of the brain development with the goal of preparing a student for life rather than simply training them for a career. There's a big difference here. One common definition of a classical education is the cultivation of wisdom and virtue by nourishing the soul on truth, goodness, and beauty. Now think about our education system today, folks. Are we, is our education system, system based on um, the Bible and moral values and truth and goodness and, and, and beauty and becoming a productive member of society? Or is it geared towards just training a, a, a child to, be, to hold us down a specific career? Or worse yet, dumbing down a society so they can push beliefs 
uh, onto, onto a, 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 a next generation to get them to follow along with the edicts of this, of the globalist mindset. Well, as we go along, I'm going to show you how there has been a, 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 an agenda that's being, been, been being pushed over the last several decades. And I'll show you what's going on in our schools today. And again, we're at the culmination of this. This isn't the beginning. So you wonder why over 40% of people that have been polled between the ages of 18 and up into the 30s are agree with a socialistic system and that it would be a good thing for America rather than the capitalistic system. How could that happen in America? You're going to find out. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now available for pre-order at endtime.com slash ABC. Go to endtime.com slash ABC or call 800 endtime Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time Prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Think about this with me, everybody. In our schools, the Bible taught as the ultimate source of truth preparing your child and my child to become a productive member of society. Think about that. Is that how our schools are ran today? Well, believe it or not, this educational philosophy was once commonplace in the American classrooms of the founding era with one very crucial additional element a proper focus on the Bible as the ultimate source of truth and really helping your child become a, this productive member of society but supporting their country and the, the, uh, the idea of this American experience, this new nation 
that we want to support and that we want to fight for and that we love because it was one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and truth. So, Noah Webster, the man who published the first American Dictionary back in 1828, he summed up the significance of the Word of God in the classroom when referred to, referring to the Bible as America's basic textbooks in all fields. Benjamin Rush, who was a signer of the Declaration of Independence the, the, and the Surgeon General of the Continental Army and the, really the father of public schools under the Constitution, he declared that the Bible should be read in our schools in preference to all other books because it contains the greatest portion of that kind of knowledge which is calculated to produce private and public happiness. He also said, The great enemy of the salvation of man, in my opinion, never invented a more effective means of limiting Christianity from the world than by persuading mankind that it was improper to read the Bible at schools. The focus upon the Word of God was a part of the American educational tradition from its very inception. In 1647, the state of Massachusetts passed the old deluder Satan law, which was given that name because the text of the law itself identifies illiteracy as a chief goal of that old deluder who desires to hide the truths revealed in the Word of God. And this law required parents to teach their children how to read and write for two purposes. To ensure that they could read the Bible to govern their own lives and to equip them to read the laws passed by their legislature, comparing them to the principles found in the Word of God to ensure that America retained its liberty. And it should not be a surprise to those who understand the goal of Satan to undermine the will of God that this foundation would soon be under attack and this assault has come in four distinct waves of revolutionary activism and that we've seen happen over the last many, many, many decades. Now, the first wave of revolutionary activism would go back to evolutionary theory. America produced generations of properly educated adults before Charles Darwin's origin of species arrived by steamboat one month after its publication back in 1859. It was initially criticized on scientific grounds for not citing specific evidence before drawing a conclusion. Instead, Darwin began with a conclusion and then looked for evidence to prop it up. Now, that's a problem, right? When you're talking about educating somebody in a school setting for the things they would, that they would build on the rest of their life. Well, Darwin's ideas were also widely rejected on religious grounds for being a thinly veiled promotion of atheism. Unfortunately, after the carnage of the Civil War ended... Darwin's, um, really it was a pseudoscience, was eventually accepted by the intellectual elites of our nation. 
And the result was a complete corruption of American society, including not only science, but also philosophy, politics, and the entire educational system. I mean, this destruction began at the university level, but it eventually reached the youngest of children. No more um, regarded as the pinnacle of God's creation, the human being was viewed as simply another species of animal capable of being trained. So, replacing the wisdom of Moses with the evils of Darwin would have dire consequences. I mean, when you can't teach a child that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and in the beginning God created male and female, and said that a male and a female should go procreate, and that's how they would populate the earth? I mean, God defined all of those things, and the Bible tells us about all of those things all the way back in the book of Genesis. But when you move off of that foundational truths of our very existence, then it's, hey, whatever you can come up with, right? Anything goes at that point. Well, imagine coming through school nowadays and then coming out of school with that mindset and so, okay, okay, now I'm going to become a productive member of society and I love my country and I'm going to fight to protect my country and everything that's about and you see the problem here? Kids coming out of school nowadays, they they don't really care about the country anymore. They don't really care about, um, now again, some of them might. But a vast majority of them really don't know what the really this American experiment is all about. And so it's a problem. If, we were, if all of this was based on biblical foundational truths, a lot, of our prob- a lot of our ills in society, the big majority of them would go away. Now, the second wave would be John Dewey's progressive reforms of the 1920s. Now, it's, it's kind of ironic because born the same year that Darwin's Origin of Species was published, John Dewey is often called the father of American progressive education. One of the first philosophers to take the ideas of Darwin seriously, Dewey explained his views in a famous lecture at Columbia University. And he stated this, and I'm quoting, Darwin's origin introduced a mode of thinking that in the end was bound to transform the logic of knowledge and hence the treatment of morals, politics, and religion. Now, not the Bible, but somebody was looking to Darwin and this is being taught in our schools? Well, a co-author and signer of the Humanist Manifesto who once viewed the, visited the Uh, Soviet Union and commended their educational system for promoting a collectivist mentality, John Dewey once declared, there is no God and there is no soul. Hence, there are no needs for the props of traditional religion. With dogma and creed excluded, then immutable truth is also dead and buried. There is no room for fixed natural law, or moral absolutes. Now, folks, you're moving way outside the realm of our Bible when you make these statements. No natural law and no moral absolutes? 
The Bible absolutely teaches a moral absolute. How do you set your moral compass if you don't go by the Bible? What does it all go back to? Are you looking to Hollywood to set your moral compass? What a travesty that would be. They're morally bankrupt. What do you base your moral compass on? Whatever I think feels good? Whatever I get up and I, whatever I feel like today, that's going to be my moral compass. Wow. Look at what that kind of thinking has done to our society. Folks, we've got to get back to the Word of God and go along with the holiness teachings and the moral teachings. And these are the way to a successful life. Not something that comes from Hollywood or YouTube, the Internet, and all these different things. No, no. And I'm telling you, these are the, these are the books that we will be judged by in the end. I've got to get it right. And you want to, too, don't you? Now, it's not surprising that a man with those convictions would actively push for American schools to abandon their focus on teaching, reading, writing, and arithmetic because he acknowledged that those methods produced highly literate, independent thinkers who had faith in God and believed in freedom. Consider what's going on in America today. If they can dumb down and make you think they actually have control over you, then they will. It's all the battles right here between our ears, everybody. Now, when asked to compile a list of the most important books written in the past 50 years, John Dewey placed Das Kapital by Karl Marx as the most important and looking backward by Edward Bellamy as the second. Now, most Americans recognize Karl Marx, the man often credited with inventing communism, but the second work cited by Dewey is equally important. It, looking backward, is a work of fiction that envisioned a socialistic America. Dewey himself referred to it as a American communism. And this highly influential reformer also once referred to schools as the ideological arm of the revolution and described the purpose of the school as nothing less than the destruction of the family and the church. Now, remember in the naked communists, the goals in the 45 goals of communism, goal number 17, get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Are you hearing what I'm saying, folks? This has been happening for decades and decades and decades. And you wonder why nowadays that we're approaching 50% of people between 18 and 33, according to that the, many of these polls that agree that socialism would be better than communism for America. Now, folks, this is the next generation. These are the ones coming right in behind us here. I'll be 55 here in August. So these are the ones coming right in behind us. And imagine them holding all of our political offices and uh, having that mindset here in America. Um, the American experiment would be over. 
And so now you can see it's all been by grand design, folks. Now, most reforms in American schools instituted by Dewey, they're still intact today. And for several decades, colleges of education in America have promoted his ideas, including the whole word method of teaching reading. During the founding era, students were taught using a phonics-intensive approach. But that idea had apparently been outpaced by the human evolution. So a new approach was needed. The whole word method has been described by critics as teaching English as if our language was Chinese. So, modern science has established that the left brain is the center for language development, while the right brain deals with special functions such as distance and depth perception. So, the whole word method forces students to use the right side of their brain to perform a function that God designed the left side of the brain to accomplish. And this method has produced countless numbers of graduates who are functionally illiterate. And some experts argue that has, it, it has been the leading cause in an alarming increase of dyslexia and learning disabilities since this teaching method was introduced. And the conclusion reached by those who honestly assess Dewey's words and actions is that he actively promoted what is best described as a um, kind of like a dumbing down of America, stu- American students for the purpose of creating receptivity to his socialistic dreams. I mean, think about it. Nowadays, kids are spending much more time on the internet and YouTube and playing video games than ever reading a book or uh, learning or, I mean, they're spending hours and hours and hours and hours of hours a day being entertained. And I wonder how much biblical literacy, if we were just to have a quiz of kids in our schools nowadays, young children, just simple Bible questions. I remember years ago when my daughter taught a Bible study in, went to a high school here, just near End Time headquarters, and taught a Bible study, and the girls were in high, in high school, and she asked them, there were the whole group table of girls. I think they were seniors. She asked them basic biblical questions. They had heard of Noah and the ark and David and Goliath and things like that. But she said, well, tell me the stories of them. What really happened leading up to that? And just, just some basic stories. And none of them knew the stories, folks. And so it's very important that we understand, wow, we've got to get back to a biblical-based mindset, this foundation. We're, we'll, we'll lose America if we don't. And I know America's going to be around, so I'm looking for a great revival before it's all over with. But we've got to make a concerted effort to resist this socialistic, um, non-truth mindset coming into America. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME. Or go to endtime.com. Well, welcome back, everybody. And I know we're, you know, I mean, this is kind of a heavy subject here, but I want you to really understand, give you an in-depth look at our school system. And you, you wonder why so many people are pulling their kids out of school. Now, I understand if your child needs to go, just make sure you know what they're being taught. But there are so many people that are moving straight off into homeschooling and private schools, and that's why school vouchers and school choice would just be a, a, a wonderful option, allowing kids to allowing parents to help their kids get a, a wonderful education. And many of these private schools and homeschools are looking at um, a, a, a curriculum that's kind of based on the Bible. And wow, what, what wonderful truths that you can glean that they're missing. Because when you can't tell a child where they came from, what they're doing here, or where they're going, especially eternally, wow, what a travesty that is. Thank God I, I came up under a great pastor, uh, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, and, uh, and I had a biblical foundation uh, in my life, and it's really helped me all throughout my life. Very thankful for that. Make sure that your children and grandchildren have that in their life. Now, the third wave of this revolutionary activism, I'm going to go through four today if I have time, The would, would be the new left of the 60s. So, Karl Marx's dream of the workers of the world uniting and overthrowing their capitalist overlords was never as successful as hoped, as, as the, the, the most successful Communist Party presidential candidate only received a grand total of 6% of the vote. However, what the Communists failed to accomplish at the ballot box, they eventually achieved in the legal and educational system. Now, this is decades ago. The most obvious example of their accomplishments is the removal of most references to God in the classrooms of our nation. Now, you take God out of a society, that society is going to fail. Period. God is our method of success. I don't care how wealthy a nation is, I don't care how prosperous a nation is, on the surface, you take God out of a nation, that nation is already a failure. 
Well, in 1962, the Board of Regents of New York approved this prayer for students who eventually made the decision to participate. Listen to this. And I'm quoting. It said, Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon Thee, and we beg Thy blessings upon us, our parents, our teachers, and our country. That was it. Well, in June of that year, by a 6-to-1 decision, the Supreme Court incorrectly determined that this simple prayer was a violation of the Constitution because they argued that it established an official religion. And since that unwise decision, obviously, student performance in America by every academic measure has plummeted while rates of crime and other sinful activities has dramatically risen. Two results that communists certainly welcome as evidence of the death throes of our society. Our society is being weakened right now so that we, we cannot impede the evil plans of socialists to overtake our country. And the educational system is one of the major planks of that plan. A more subtle example of what the Antichrist would consider progress in the near future can be seen in the call to action given by Karl Marx in a letter written back in 1843. And he stated that it was clear what we have to accomplish at present. I'm referring to the to ruthless criticism of all that exists. Or today it might be called critical theory. That is precisely the message behind one of the most influential Marxist who, whose ideas still have a major influence upon the movement today. Antonio Gramsci. Some of you may have heard of him. He was an Italian philosopher who was arrested and jailed in 1926. And Gramsci died in a prison cell at the young age of of 46 years old, but not before producing more than 30 notebooks and over 3,000 pages of his thoughts. Very influential, by the way. Gramsci, Gramsci explained that the problem preventing a communist revolution in America and other Western nations was what he called a cultural hegemony. The the basic idea is that as long as the traditional biblical values remain a feature of American society, a communist revolution is impossible. Therefore, Gramsci called for a war of position in which... Marxists would be trained to systematically take over positions of leadership where they could influence the culture in a, in a way that over time would nudge the masses into accepting their socialistic, communistic ideology. Now folks, I'm talking about decades and decades and decades ago. This didn't start happening yesterday. People have been groomed to hold political positions and to be in college professors and very influential positions to push these ideologies. And that is often called the long march through the institutions. The idea of slowly, over time, gaining these positions within the culture that will enable socialists to transform, meaning, when I say transform, I basically mean destroy 
that culture to make it a revolution possible. They know that they cannot come in and just militarily take over the United States. So, we've got to do it the subtle way. We've got to take over the economy. We've got to take over the education system. We've got to move communists and socialists in and put them in key political positions. And that's how you take over the most powerful nation on the planet. And this march through the institutions has had a great success in the media. Think about this today. How our media is controlled by liberal, left-leaning individuals and the popular culture. But no segment of society reveals its accomplishments like the American university system. The goal of dismantling traditional American values resistant to socialism resulted in the so-called intellectual movement called postmodernism. And this spiritually bankrupt idea concludes that universal truth does not exist. Some things might be true for you, but that does not mean that they are true for everyone else or anyone else. Now, you see, when we go back to the Bible, there's absolute truths. This is a truth. God said it. You can bank on it, period. But when you move off of that, well, maybe your truth isn't my truth or anyone's truth, and who knows what the truth is, so do whatever you feel is right. Well, then you can see how messed up a society can get when you deal with that. One example of a professor from uh, this school of thought is Herbert Marcus. He's a, um, it was a political theorist associated with the Frankfurt School of Critical Theory, often called the father of the new left. And he invented the political strategy called repressive tolerance, which argues that those committed to the cause of the left should absolutely refuse to tolerate anything associated with the traditional morals in our society. When I say traditional morals, I mean biblically based. While at the same time, be willing to embrace everything that is against that moral foundation. Now, this, this would rip a society apart. And that's what it's doing. This philosophy allows people to feel justified in saying they will tolerate anything except intolerance. You be, you, you will tolerate anything, but if you're intolerant of our cause, off with your head. Right? Are we seeing that here in America? It's the reason why so many supposedly educated people are openly opposing ideas that no one in America has ever been against such as the family unit. Once again, the red spirit of communism established another foothold in America that would be exploited for the next 60 years, including what is happening in our nation and its classrooms today. Now, I told you, it's kind of deep, but wow. When you think about my children or my grandchildren going through this, God help us all, right? I want my, I want my children to have this Bible as the foundation for truth. Not some political ideology that somebody come up with that said, well, maybe there's just no truth at all. You can come up with your own truth if you want to. 
and live by that. And everybody else just has to accept it. Right? Are we seeing that today? Well, I mean, some, some men are saying that they're women. And you and I are being coerced to accept that. That's their truth. And you've got to believe it because that's just their truth. Even though it's not true. But when people have been conditioned to believe this, and conditioned and conditioned, and they've been raised through an an institution of education that has groomed them that when they got out of society, that's the way it's going. Now, the fourth wave of this revolutionary activism, let's talk about our modern era of revolutionary activism, the modern era. We've went back through the several decades now. So, just as the acceptance of Darwinian ideas in the first wave of revolutionary activism set the stage of John Dewey's progressive reforms of the 1920s, the takeover of academia at the university level accomplished by the new left of the 1960s has directly resulted in the modern era of revolutionary activism that seeks to achieve a full adoption of socialism in America. You remember that the Communist Party USA has been in America since back in the early, I think it was 1919. The Communist Party USA, folks. Now, there's no area of the university untouched by this movement. I want you to hear me very closely here. No area of the university that's untouched. And the most destructive impact has occurred in the colleges of education. These institutions produce teachers who think they are doing good when they spread their ideology of, uh, to a captive audience. Classrooms full of unsuspecting children who have been told by their well-meaning parents to always listen to what their teacher says, right? But think about this. The widespread indoctrination with socialistic ideology is often not noticed by parents who are unaware of the sinister plot and therefore not looking for the direct connection to the red spirit of communism. And I'm asking you today, make sure you know what your children are being taught. Very, very important. What kind of a, of, of a citizen do you want your child to become once they get out of these institutions of education? Make sure you know. We don't want socialism or communism in America. We've got to resist this belief system. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the End Time now. 
Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. You know, everyone, when we talk about this, the red spirit of communism and propaganda and all these different things, much of it's being handed down from the United Nations, which is totally socialistic. Think about the ho- in, in school, the hoax of an impending climate catastrophe that they've been spinning for decades and decades now. It's introduced in the science curriculum, reinforced through the reading of climate change fiction in literature courses, and discussed in history classes when the proposed solution is discussed. These young, moldable minds are molded to believe that such a large-scale existential threat can only be solved through global cooperation overseen by the United Nations, the socialistic blueprint of world government established by the charter written by a communist spy, Alger Hiss. Well, simultaneously, the proponents of critical race theory are actively working to undermine the next generation's confidence in American values. And you wonder why they're going around taking down all of the statues of the, 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 um, the heroes of America and putting up these weird shapes of just metal that are just mean nothing. Why are they doing that? Think about it. They have compromised the teaching of American history by slandering the truth about figures once understood to be heroes such as Christopher Columbus, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. One of the most used history textbooks in the American classroom was written by Howard Zinn, a man who once taught uh, a class on Marxism at the Communist Party headquarters and has referred to the Civil War as a missed opportunity to overthrow capitalism. Additionally, Critical race theory advocates, uh, advocates are working to eliminate the teaching of the scientific method remove, and remove the idea that most math problems have only one right answer. How's a kid going to be a productive member of society with that kind of thinking? And to eradicate the expectation that students arrive on time for instruction. Classrooms are being divided based upon certain ethnicities being privileged and the clear message that external characteristics are more important than internal motivation is, and that's setting the stage for the types of social agitation necessary for a communistic revolution. And then the endorsers of queer theory use class time to advocate that their students experiment with alternative lifestyles and encourage the use of preferred pronouns without sharing that information with their parents. I just read an article on this the other day. An analysis of the literature written by its inventors reveals that the true agenda is to promote a political agenda that challenges everything our society deems as normal, especially the Bible. But on a larger scale, the traditional emphasis upon 
personal responsibility has been replaced by the promotion of diversity, equity, inclusion, the DEI. And the collectivist mindset is reinforced through the prevalence of group projects, projects and collaboration. All these changes are intended to destroy the traditional values of family and morality that socialists see as impediments to their agenda being implemented. However, we know these plans are doomed to fail because the Word of God reveals America's God-given destiny. And that's why this is very important, that we understand the Bible. Let's talk about the role of Bible prophecy real quick. You know, while the Soviet Union may no longer exist as a political entity, the ideas that it espoused are more widely accepted in the world today than ever before. The Red Spirit described in Revelation chapter 6 is alive and well. And it has sought to infiltrate the American education system for over a century. The level of success that has been achieved by those promoting America's inclusion in this developing socialistic kingdom of the Antichrist is really what it is. Has had a detrimental effect upon the most vulnerable in our society, our children. As these rates of suicide and depression have reached unprecedented levels. Those who understand Bible prophecy realize the result of the spread of the red spirit of communism throughout the world. That power, the Bible says in Revelation 6-4, power was given to him that sat there on to take peace from the earth. Now, we often associate this statement here with the, the, the military might of communistic countries and the approximately 100 million lives that have been lost due to this disastrous ideology. But it's also important to consider the lack of peace in the lives of American children who are part of the ever-increasing influence of socialistic ideology in the American classroom. When you move a child off of the Word of God, folks, you are the, the child, I don't care how much money they make in, 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 a, in a career, or whether they go on to play sports and win 9,000 championships. When you move a child off of the Word of God, you're removing the most important thing in their life, and that is their ability to have a relationship with God. This is God's Word. It shows them how to be a productive member of society. And so, whatever you do, whatever school they go to, they can go to any college they want, but whatever, make sure that they are rooted and grounded in God's Word. You know, for the sake of America, for the sake of the kingdom of God, and for the sake of our precious children, I look at my, my, my kids are grown now and out of school, but I look at my three precious children, beautiful, wonderful, awesome granddaughters. They are four, two, and almost one. I look at them and think, what are they up against? Well, I can tell you how they will be productive members of society and they will be successful in the kingdom of God, which is most important, and that is to have their life built upon the word of God and a relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If we can keep that absolute number one, 
in their lives, then everything they do will be successful. I promise you. Because they'll make it to heaven. And I don't care if you're living under a bridge somewhere. If when that trumpet sounds, your feet leave the ground, you were a smashing success in this life. It's not your bank account that defines success. It's not your education or your pedigree or what kind of car you drive or the big house or no house. That, in the grand scheme of things, that's not it. It's when the trumpet sounds, will my feet leave the ground? Is my name written in the Lamb's book of life? And not only my name, but how many other people have I shared the gospel of the kingdom with and prepared them given them an opportunity to know Jesus Christ, to prepare to spend eternity with Him, to get their feet to leave the ground as well in the rapture, and to make sure their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The, God is coming back for a bride called by His name. And I want to make sure I'm ready. I can't buy my way in. I don't, I'm not smart enough to make it in. I am... I, I don't, you know, I don't have a very big house or car, but I, I, I don't, none of that matters to God. What matters to God is, are you ready to meet me? Have you prepared yourself? Have you been born again? Is your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? That's the absolute most important. But when you, now, and now, imagine an education system that takes the Bible out of that. You say, well, it's not the teacher's job to teach my kid the Bible. Okay, but... What if the teacher is teaching evolution as fact and your child has no biblical learning? When they come out of school, what are they going to think? That evolution is fact. That human-induced global warming does lead to climate change. That I can be a male and think I'm a female. And I don't have to tell my parents because... The teacher in the school says, I don't have to tell my parents. They can do whatever they want. And capitalism may not be the best thing for America. Maybe socialism is a good idea. You you see what happens when you get off of the truth? Now, the capitalism socialistic thing, I'm not talking about necessarily biblical, but I'm saying that if the... If the school system teaches that the Bible is not true or that you can have your own truth, then they're going against the Bible. And that's where we have a problem. The Bible's the absolute truth. The Bible says that God be true, let every man be a liar. The Bible says that because people would not receive a love for the truth, God would send a, a strong delusion that they might believe a lie and be damned. This is the Word of God. So I've got to have a working knowledge of this book. This book tells me who created this earth we're living on. This book tells me that there's only two genders. This book defines a successful marriage in God's eyes as between one man and one woman. They get together, have children, and they they procreate, and that's how you populate the earth. And it defines moral values and holy living and a successful lifestyle and just on and on and on. There's so much. It, it, it tells about eternity. It tells about what happens when you die. It tells about um, 
living a successful lifestyle while you're here on the earth. When you take that out of a child's life and say, okay, now we're going to base this on a curriculum that has been uh, created by uh, liberal progressive individuals and this is what you're going to be taught from the time you're in kindergarten to the time you get out of college. Now you get to the point where you can come to a Fraser Institute poll that they took not just in America but in Canada and um, Australia and many other places and in America where we have a capitalistic economic system which has made us the most uh, the richest nation on the planet in just the last short whatever what 200 and some over 200 years 240 50 years then they say no bring socialism in which has been would bankrupt our nation this is what you're getting we all need to go back to the Bible like it was originally. Have a working knowledge of the Word of God. Get involved in good Bible studies. Um, become a member of the Jerusalem Prophecy College. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com and sign up. Go through the Jerusalem Prophecy College. It'll take you from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity in, in just a very short period of time. You'll be shocked. You can get a working knowledge of the Word of God. Bible prophecy. Understanding the Bible, keys to spiritual growth, life and teachings of Jesus Christ, Satan defeated, sonship restored. What really happened on Calvary? And if you don't know those things, you're going to be stuck. Even though you may live in a big house and you may have lots of money, I'm telling you, you've got to have a working knowledge of the Word of God. Now you see the problem with a socialistic society and these socialistic ideologies coming into our schools. We don't want that here in America. The Antichrist, socialistic, communistic ideology is going to be what he runs his system on, runs his world government on. We don't want that here in America. So we need to resist that. And we can start in our schools. We want to teach the Word of God as a foundation for truth, just like it was originally. God bless you. 